Not content with your content? You've come to the right place. The Discontent Show with Joe Kuzma. Every brand starts with a story. Here's how you can grow your business by sharing it. Now, with today's topic, the host of The Discontent Show, Joe Kuzma. Hello, everyone, and welcome to The Discontent Show. My name is Joe Kuzma, and I am here, and I have stories to tell you all of the time about the various things which I encounter in the world of content marketing. If you haven't heard about the five pillars that I preach all the time, in a nutshell, it's your digital media age. It's your stuff like social media. It's blogging, podcasting, emails, and eBooks, those type of things which help promote your business online. I'm always giving you tips on how to put those things out there to help market your brand, help uh, increase your exposure. But today, I want to go and tell you some things not to do, uh, especially important in keeping your, well, the perception of your brand clean. I see this a lot with a lot of different people, the especially startups and things of that nature, or just even people who have been around for a while, and they kind of mismatch, mix match, all kind of different things with their brand in their personal life. And it's a big no-no. It's a big pet peeve. Is there may not be that much to talk about on this topic because that pretty much hits it in a nutshell. But I'm going to tell you a few stories, a few things to try not to do, especially especially with social media. I understand that a lot of things that you're going to put out on your blog have to deal with your expertise. They have to deal with positioning yourself as an expert. And you draw upon your personal experiences, just like myself here with the Discontent Show and talking about doing all of this type of content marketing. But what I'm not going to bring into this necessarily is, yeah, I've got some personal life things that I talk about. I talk about what I had for breakfast, or I might mention my my family, my wife and daughter or something of that nature. But there's a fine line when it comes to these type of things and bringing these up on your social media networks. There's some things you should be doing and things you should not be doing, not only from a technical aspect, but from an actual marketing aspect as well. You need to keep your personal lives and your professional lives separated. And what I mean by that is, is if you have a Twitter account, for example, and you have it as a brand name or you're branding yourself, just as I do as Joe Kuzma, I actually have, even when you go to Instagram. Now, my Twitter is professional almost entirely. I have a little bit of personal mixed in, but that's a fine line. Uh, when you get into something like Instagram, I don't want to share photos of my daughter to all of the people I've networked with in my professional life, not to mention it's more motivational type uh, account to follow. Same with Facebook. Facebook, and you could do this with Instagram as well, is a business page. It is meant to promote my business Personally, I have a Joe Kuzma profile, and the difference you could tell what that technically is is that you could be friends with me as Joe Kuzma. Now, I just don't friend anybody. I have high privacy uh, lockdown stuff, and this, this goes long before all the stuff I was talking about with Mark Zuckerberg and going in front of Congress and privacy things earlier this year. This goes back years. 
to when my daughter was born because I just didn't want people eavesdropping on my personal life. If I have some opinions about things, that's for friends and family. I don't need somebody that I barely know taking that and maybe even disparaging my name or getting in an argument with me online where other people that I've met in much the same way uh, will see it and you never know how they're going to react, good or bad. And I know some people say there's no such thing as negative press. Oh, trust me, there's negative press. I'm going to take an example here from someone I saw on Twitter just recently. Uh, they run a sports-oriented Twitter account, very specific niche, okay, or niche, however you want to say that. That's the way we say that here in uh, Northeast Ohio anyways, in Western Pennsylvania. We've got our own kind of slang, almost like uh, folks in the South have some different things they say. We have our own things we say here as well. And anyways, a very, very specific thing that they focus on. And just so happens that uh, one of the key members of Marvel Comics, a well, longtime writer, creator of practically anything and everything you could think of, Stan Lee, just passed away. Uh, Stan, big influence on my life even, uh, not only from a young age where I wanted to, this is how I kind of got into content marketing. It's almost like I was always fascinated with comic book covers, right? But just about anyone who hasn't been living under a rock for the last 10 years since these Marvel movies, it become its own big studio and everything like that, Disney buying them. Everybody knows who Stan Lee is, or so you would think. And this guy on his sports, not his personal, because he's bleeding it all. The, he's bleeding the lines here. He starts talking who's Stan Lee, and he's wisecracking and making very distasteful jokes, of which losing Twitter followers and turning people off to his brand because people aren't going to forget, you know, they're going to forget about you if they're not following you. It's very hard to get somebody to advocate for you. Very hard to build an audience. This is how to not lose an audience. And that's something of that nature. I'm always talking about different things you might share as far as jokes. I've seen this happen on Instagram as well, where you got somebody who runs a business, uh, uh, like a catering uh, food industry type business, and they're sharing memes. And they're sharing memes about, that are like, you know, borderline distasteful jokes. They might be funny or whatever. You see, the, you know the ones to see them. I don't have to call them out by names. Uh, you have friends and family who share these types of things, but think about that. That's friends and family. You wouldn't want them posting that garbage on your own business or brand profile or page on any of your social media accounts now, would you? I don't believe so. This is So this is kind of important here. Even from an aspect of if you happen to be leveraging content marketing for yourself, as I said, you may be an actor, a singer, an artist, an author, uh, some type of performer or entertainer that operates either under your own name or you may even have like a stage name or, or an alias, a pen name, something of that nature. You may want to keep your personal life completely individual from your professional life in that aspect as well. You might not want people to know what your real name is or where you live or certain things like that you may need to keep private. And this is another way to just do this. I know people that have more than one Twitter account to represent themselves in a business and then to represent themselves professionally. I said I do that with Instagram already. I think Instagram's a lot more personal when it comes to the type of photos and content I would share personally versus I would 
would professionally. And that audience doesn't always overlap. You also end up turning off friends and family who don't want to see your, quote, marketing garbage or, quote, your sports junk or your movie interests or things like that. Now, um, there's people who take photos of their food and, you know, post that on there. It's not going to do any advantage for you if you're an electrician or something like that, for example. I know that's kind of broad, but, you know, uh, there's people who do certain services like work on computers and, you know, you post a picture of their dinner on their, like, business page. Or I always say the same things. You always see... You know, it's like the car dealership thing where the owner of that car dealership has to be the figurehead speaking. Not all the time, but they usually have at least somebody, whether it's someone in the family or someone that uh, is like a general manager of that car lot or something of that nature, right? We, you see it all the time. It's just such a copycat thing. Then they bring the kids on. Uh, they have the, all the employees in football jerseys in the fall for football season or uh, their dog or their cats are on a billboard or something just stop with that type of stuff okay try and keep i know like you know cat stuff you can never have enough kittens and cute cat stuff on the internet but there's a time and there is a place for that type of stuff and i urge people to try and keep their personal and professional lives separate i would even go as far as if you have email addresses you've got to make one that's like a professional email address versus you know like a, a gmail or a hotmail or aol or something like that just even though I, I think there's even a level of acceptance for that these days i don't think it comes off as professional as having something like i have joe you would have abcbusiness.com if that was your business's name it just gives you a more professional appearance it's more ways of keeping your personal life separated from your professional life because there's things you just you don't want to get entangled with you don't even want to comment or engage with if you feel so compelled to do so don't do it from your business page don't go and start talking politics or religion uh, guns or any of these other hot button topics where they're very politically charged and people you know have an emotional response to it one way or another regardless of how you agree or feel on that. It is just going to drag you down into a quagmire of issues. So what I encourage everyone to do, if you haven't done this already, I already mentioned an email address. If you don't have a professional email address, I would get one. And then take everyone who's in your address book, contact them, at least those that are part of your professional contacts for your business. And you're going to want to contact them and let them know you have a new email address. From there, you can use that email address to open a new Twitter, a new Instagram. Now, Facebook works a little differently because you're still going to log in with your personal profile, but you could create a business page. It's almost like you're an administrator, and then each individual person you know, you can invite or have them as an administrator if you have multiple people within your business that need to operate that. But there's not an individual login to the business component of Facebook. It's almost kind Kind of like how you have a login to a computer and then there's logins to other stuff and you have access to it, almost like an administrator, so to speak. So your main Facebook profile covers all that. And then, of course, you could tie your Facebook uh, page 
over to your Instagram page. You could also make sure you create or turn that Instagram into a business Instagram. And that gives you some more benefits as far as advertising and things of that nature. The other thing is, too, when you're dealing with these business accounts, Facebook and Instagram, uh, there's they're public facing. So anybody could see them regardless if they have Facebook or Instagram. That's only going to help your SEO, your search when people look you up on Google. Twitter is public regardless unless you lock all of your tweets and I don't know. I'm not that crazy about just confining myself to a small circle. Instagram, of course, family, very personal. Facebook, somewhat a little less personal just because I started it out as being more wide open. But that was before, you know, pages became a thing. And it used to be fan page. Remember that? It was called a fan page and you have fans. Now it's a business page and you have likes and people like or follow your page. So try and keep those things individually, not only from a technical aspect, but also also from a personal versus professional way that you would want to view it. Just to think to yourself, would I want this to represent my business? Think, would somebody negatively react to what I'm putting out there? Even if it's a picture of your cats, some people just don't like seeing cats. I'm going to tell you, there's never enough cats on the internet, but you don't want to be the person who pushes that limit, right? So uh, if you have any questions for me, of course, you could always reach me over on my website at joekuzma.com. I hope this was a very uh, kind of eye-opening experience for you on how I know I'm always telling you tips on how to build a following. This is just to help maintain a certain uh, perception of your brand. Make sure it looks and you got to have some integrity, okay? It looks professional. I say you got to be good. You don't have to be great, but that also doesn't mean you have to do some things kind of sloppy or, you know, only go half the way or, or you know, kind of treat this, treat something like it, like it's a hobby or a play toy, because uh, the better that you treat this, the better it's going to treat you as time goes on. So until next time, I always encourage listeners to be safe, be good, and I'll catch you later. Hi folks, this is Joe Kuzma. (laughs) No, don't worry, you're not hearing things twice. I'm just here to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you for listening to today's show and being a follower and subscriber of the Discontent Podcast. And I want to remind you that if you're interested in more information about all the various things it is that I do, whether it be about this show, content marketing, or you want to ask a question, you may visit me at joekuzma.com that's j-o-e-k-u-z-m-a dot com or you can follow me as well on facebook make sure you get the page and not the personal profile sorry it's only for friends and family also on twitter at joe underscore kuzma linkedin or instagram also don't forget if you haven't already subscribe whether that be on itunes youtube or your favorite podcast provider so you don't miss out on any of the great episodes that we have once again Thank you again for your support, and I look forward, as always, to speaking and interacting with each of you again soon.